What I think the misconception is about mindset is that people think that it just exists that it just suddenly is there. It's not like that. Mindset is a muscle, like any other muscle. Like you have a weak bicep, you pick up a dumbbell a couple of times a week, you keep doing it, and you add weight so it gets stronger. The metaphor is no different for your mindset. So what are you doing to create a strong mindset? What are you putting into your mind? Who are you talking to? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Where are you investing your energy? We have choices every single day as to what that is. And there's not one answer. It's an incredibly intuitive experience that has to happen. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Randy Zinn. She's an author, mindfulness and wellness expert, podcast host, and founder of the Going Beyond Movement and Beyond Mom. The Going Beyond Movement grants women permission to step in, step up, and enter a curious dialogue with their life. Randy has created a community to allow women to engage in a meaningful dialogue about these topics. Her book, Going Beyond Mom, How to Activate Your Mind, Body, and Business After a Baby, was published in 2017. She is a regularly featured expert in many publications, including Women at Forbes, Huffington Post, The New York Times, Cheddar, Fox 5 New York, and The Honest Company blog, and many, many more. For those of you interested in taking care of yourself and taking control of your life, listen carefully. Hello, everybody. Larry Sprung here, and I have the pleasure of being with Randy Zinn, the founder of the Going Beyond Movement and the host of the Going Beyond podcast. And before we jump right in, in full disclosure, I want to let everybody know that we are cousins by marriage. So thanks for joining (laughs) us today, uh, Randy. Thanks for having me, Larry. It's so nice to reconnect and connect this way. Yeah, absolutely. It's been interesting times and it's been a while. So it's it's awesome to have you on the show and tell the listeners about what was your path to founding the Going Beyond movement? It has not been a straight line. I'll start by saying that. And I think just to begin with a few words of encouragement, anybody who's creating anything that might not be a traditional model should know going in that it's not a straight line. I came to this idea very much through my own life experiences, and it didn't start out as going beyond movement. It started out as the process of being a person really inspired and called to a variety of things like health and wellness, like spirituality, like connection and community, which are very big experiences of life, but I always leaned into them. And then fast forward or rewind, depending on where you're sitting, about nine years ago when I became a mom, I realized that wellness, community, and sense of self was something that was really difficult to kind of anchor yourself into, to feel like you had the tools you needed, or that even like we 
were in a society that really valued that experience as a woman and as a mother. So at the time, I actually created a brand called Beyond Mom, which is, I guess I would say, where I started. And then with Beyond Mom came the origins of my podcast, the origins of my website and my blog. And of course, in-person events were a big part of my model at the time, as well as a book I published in 2017. But like any entrepreneur knows, your journey ebbs and flows. Back to where I started, it's not a straight line. And I don't think it ever is for anybody, right? No, it's not. And uh, it's kind of an illusion and a setup to be really disappointed if you think it's going to be one foot in front of the (laughs) other in a straight line. So uh, over time, I realized that One, my audience was shifting. It wasn't just mothers, interestingly, who were kind of interested by the things I was talking about or wanting to come to my events or wanting to hang out in my world. But also, while I'll always be a mother, I am a mother, my children are growing and the things that I want to talk about have shifted. And so it became for me the evolution of womanhood and power and creativity and most importantly, what we're giving to the planet that needs us so much. So that's where the Going Beyond movement kind of evolved. And so to some degree, Its basis and its commitment is very similar, but how I sit with it and how it's expressed to the world has kind of had a page turn. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. There are plenty of folks out there, women have children. They still want to be business people. They want to be active. They want to have a community of people that they can go to. So I don't want to step on your shoes. Can you tell it? What is the Going Beyond movement all about? What does it really entail? What does it give to the followers or the people that are part of this movement that you've created? Yeah, so for me, going beyond every single day is a choice, right? And I think this year, 2020, and even now into 2021, we have seen that the way that we show up, the way that we commit to the practices that make us a better person, whatever that is for you, is a daily choice, right? Like we can easily be beaten down, taken down, unproductive, negative habits. We can feel like we're a victim to many things if we want to or if we choose to. So the Going Beyond movement is a space to be in connection with daily motivation, community that is on the same page as you, and a reminder that you can, most importantly, go beyond whatever titles, whatever perceived limitations our society may have placed upon you because you're a woman, because you're a person of color, because you have a certain health issue, whatever it is, these are labels at the end of the day, and that in fact, we're limitless. But to believe in that is difficult, actually. To have the knowledge and the toolkit at your fingertips to make those daily moves can be a challenge. So I wanted to make it joyful at the end of the day. I didn't want it to feel like to be your best, you had to wake up every day and go at it alone or that you had to look so far to find the tools that you need. So My commitment, particularly in 2020, because I really feel like the true voice of this brand did come alive during a very difficult time, was to offer these things wholeheartedly to my community. And this is the key. I think that going beyond means that 
we are building muscles that may have previously been weak. So what are some muscles that might have been weak prior to 2020? Right. (laughs) I'll name a few. I think that some weak muscles were the ability to sit in uncomfortable times. Overall, we are a very comfortable society overall. And for many of us, we've had to get uncomfortable with a lot of change, with a lot of things that we never imagined we would have had to face. We've seen some really ugly parts of our mindset, collective mindset, come out in the open. And so we've had to get better at facing hard things. Now, that practice is not only difficult, but it's incredibly necessary. And I think the reason that I personally feel so close to that is because I know for sure that the times in my life that I've gotten really uncomfortable and I've kind of sat in the icky stuff is the place where I've had the biggest shift and the most growth. So my commitment to helping the muscle of sitting in discomfort, facing it, feeling it, talking about it, connecting on it is critical and is a huge part of the Going Beyond movement. So I've done my best to create content, to create conversations, to be open and honest as a face of this brand with all of that. So Yeah, going beyond isn't just about, oh, let me make sure I work out or let me make sure I'm eating well. That's definitely part of it. Sure. But it's the harder stuff too. Yeah, I mean, each one of those individually is great and will help you feel better and help you go beyond, but it's not going to be the sole and overriding factor that really gets you there, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. And another very exciting piece that I think is evolving for many of us, but I speak to women mostly, and I see it for sure in the female collective, is that in all of this discomfort and all of these challenges we face, particularly as working mothers, it's been pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've had very, very little space to both deliver our best as leaders, as thinkers, as creators, but also to be our best as the mothers that we want to be. It's been very entangled and very challenging. And unfortunately, statistics are showing how many women are just dropping the effort and the work part of things because it's so hard. Is the going beyond movement something that you are aspiring to help women navigate that space and be able to say, hey, I don't have to give it up. I just have to, you know, there are certain things that I can do to go beyond and make things better, both in the home with my family and kids and also at work and be able to manage them both in a way that is not seen as a burden. It's actually seen as something that's really encouraging and uplifting to me. Yes. Well, so the thing is, is that it's very easy to feel overwhelmed and it's very easy to feel powerless. But the reality is that like in anything in life, whatever you do within your own practices for your work, for your mental and emotional wellness, and for how you operate with your family starts at the core of you. And so the work that we put in to developing our personal practices, keeping our mindset fresh but also to have the right people behind you supporting you is critical at this mm-hmm. time. It could easily crumble if we don't empower ourselves in the right way. So that's actually why I've created a mentorship program 
for women. Currently, I'm doing this work one-to-one with clients, but it is something I'm going to build out to be more community-oriented and group-oriented. But in this work, I'm really looking women in the eye at a very critical time where we're both experiencing, as I noted before, so many incredible inspirations and ideas It's almost like a pressure cooker right now, right? It's like creating a diamond, right? Yes, that's exactly the metaphor I was going for. There's so much pressure and so much discomfort, but yes, the diamond are all of these ideas and we see so much need right now. And women, we have the gift that we have is this incredible empathetic system. We are built this way. So we're feeling everything deeply. And the diamonds are these visions and these ideas we have. And so often we don't know where to start. We don't know what platform is best for us to deliver the messages. We don't always believe we can actually do it. We have way too much imposter syndrome, (laughs) myself included. Like I face it at times too. The belief that we might really not be capable of what we kind of are setting forth. It's a constant conflict. And then you add in that you're trying to be everything for everyone, namely our families. Right. It's a very challenging conundrum. But if we can have somebody that sees us face-to-face as an equal and to take it one layer at a time and really position ourselves appropriately, the diamond can actually come out and shine. And I'm seeing it happen. Yeah. It sounds like there's some great ideas going on. Mentorship is something that we've talked about on this show many times. I think it's extremely important to have mentors and also be a mentor to somebody else and have mentees. I think sometimes I get just as much from mentees that I do when I mentor people. There's some great ideas and some great outcomes from that as well. Can you maybe tell us, has there been a specific person, and obviously we don't need to say their name, or a story that has come out of the going beyond movement that you could share with us that somebody who was in this place came, experienced the movement, had either a conversation with you or a group of women, and really has come out of that pressure cooker as a diamond, so to speak. Yeah, I'm so proud and honored to say that there's a lot of stories. Sometimes we don't always know that when we're creating the conditions for connection to happen, that things may happen that I found out about connections that women have made or beautiful things that have happened sometimes years later, and I had no idea. Right. You two met at this thing and started a business together, and now you're best friends. And like, I had no idea. That is incredible. I love that. So those things happen all the time, and they're not always what I find out about immediately. But on the immediate front, I'll just briefly give, I'll give two, if it's okay, two short examples of more immediate work where I felt like my mentorship work has made incredible impact. Example, a mother and daughter that I know through my network approached me. They have both gone through a lot of grief in their life, individually and collectively. And they had a vision to create a platform that would re-ritualize and re-embrace what grief means in our culture. And because they know that I had created a platform that was very heart-centered And because I've been through a lot of grief myself and they knew that I mentored women, it seemed like such an obvious dialogue that we could have. And I'm so proud because it was this 
mixture of a very emotional space to go together, but very logical because it was like, okay, you have a message. How are we expressing this message? Who are we expressing it to? Who do we want to be included? And especially during a time like this, during COVID, where there's such a collective experience of grief, but we have different ways of relating to it. We have people who are grieving that they had to, you know, leave their home in New York City and they get to go to their second home in the Hudson Valley. Right. But then we also have people who are frontline workers and who don't even have hands to take care of their children, but they have to take care of the sick. This Mm -hmm. is a whole other level. But how do you speak to both? How do you let everybody know that their grief is collective? So we have been on this journey, and I'm so proud to say that they've fully launched their brand. They've launched their social media. They're launching workshops. Like, they're alive, and they're they're launching. That's awesome. amazing. So that's incredible. My second example is also incredibly relevant. Um, I'm mentoring an African-American woman who is a therapist who has a lot going on. She has a podcast. She has a platform that she's built to advocate for the mental and emotional well-being of Black women to support them in owning that they have every right to feel and process all they feel and not always to have to be strong and Mm -hmm. not have to kind of hold up that wall that it's okay. And this is very powerful work. But what she needed of me as a mentor was a little bit less about the platform And more about managing her own anxieties, her own imposter syndromes, her own self-care experience to be the most well-oiled engine she can be for the voice of her brand. So very exciting to see where this work can be so personal Mm -hmm. and so moldable depending on who's in front of me. Right. So those are some exciting stories. That's amazing. Obviously, it's great to hear the stories. It's better to see them in action right from the start and kind of watch them grow from being an idea to actually coming to fruition. Probably a little bit more rewarding than finding out years later, but just as rewarding to some degree. Yeah. You've used the word mindset a couple of times, and this is the Midland Money mindset, right? So how do you think mindset comes into play for people achieving their goals and going beyond? How much emphasis needs to be put on that? A lot of emphasis needs to be put on mindset. But what I think the misconception is about mindset is that people think that it just exists, that it just suddenly is there. It's not like that. Mindset is a muscle like any other muscle. Like you have a weak bicep, you pick up a dumbbell a couple of times a week, you keep doing it and you add weight. So it gets stronger. The metaphor is no different for your mindset. So what are you doing to create a strong mindset? What are you putting into your mind? Who are you talking to? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Where are you investing your energy? We have choices every single day as to what that is. And there's not one answer. It's an incredibly intuitive experience that has to happen. I'll give examples. Some people come to me and they say, I find myself spending three hours a night in front of the TV and I know that I shouldn't be doing that, but I'm so burnt out and I just need to numb out. So first I say, well, let's remove all the judgment on the whole thing and let's talk about what you need. What do you need? And if the need is, I need a little bit of time to just numb out. Okay, nothing wrong with that. But let's put some boundaries on it and then let's talk about what else can nourish you. 
and let's build some of that in. And so that would be a very simple example. I'll give another example that's like up for me. I'm assuming people listening to you are also paying attention to social media trends and like things that are out there. Sure. So now everybody's like on Clubhouse and blah, blah, blah. Cool. I'm interested. I'm always paying attention to things like that. I've made a decision recently. I've been under quite a bit of stress of my own. I have a lot going on business-wise. And I've realized that my brain actually needs a little bit more quiet. Mm -hmm. So as much as everybody is like, oh, come on to this chat, come on, da-da-da-da-da, I notice that when at night, when I actually have some quiet time, that listening to all those voices was feeling negative to me. Right. So that is a very important note of what I need for my mindset right now. Right. So I made a decision. These are just like little examples of where you're constantly tuning in. Now, what you listen to, what you read, what you're nourishing your body with food-wise, all of these things contribute to a general sense of mindset. But it's something you have to work on every day, every week for the rest of our lives. It's not like you get it and it's there forever. I agree. It's, it is a muscle. And yeah, I think a lot of what you're talking about is geared towards living life on purpose, not by default and kind of just taking things as they come, actually being proactive about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And you have to approach it differently than the New Year's resolution, right? Where, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy and go to the gym and you start doing that for a week or two and then it starts waning off and then you start falling back into the old habits. You have to act like, you know, and go to a trainer sometimes and the going beyond movement may be that trainer to get you back on track and start chipping away and, you know, getting yourself towards being more mindful about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Yeah. You've mentioned it before a little bit. How has your family played a part in your movement and your drive for success? Where has that come into play for you? Well, I'm sure you can relate, Larry. I mean, your family is part of your motivation. It's part of the example that you want to set for what passion and commitment looks like to building something. It's been really interesting to watch my son. Like he just started this past weekend to write a business plan, which was so cute and so great to see that he's watching his parents because my husband is also an entrepreneur. He's watching his parents build and dream and think and put things together. So so I got to ask, what's the business? Well, it's funny. It's a clothing store, like, okay. a, like a sports clothing store, but it's very experiential. Like he's really thinking about how he wants people to feel when they come into the store. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Well, I'll have to hook him up with Jeremy because he's <laughs> he's the sneaker reseller. So we could get the shoes for him uh, very simply. A family business. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, so I mean, definitely the example part. Look, for my business in particular, my kids have definitely been part of how I can relate to other people. I mean, I have conversations all the time with women going through it. And how else could I relate but to relate with my own family? And then, you know, as far as my relationship, my partnership with my husband, I mean, we are both doing this very intense entrepreneurial juggle experience. And while our house can sometimes be very fiery because of it, we also get each other and support that experience. And I think it's something that bonds us so that our family is very united in kind of this journey. And, And at a core, we really care 
to use our work to make the world a better place without sounding cheesy, but it's true. So that's a uniting force. It's helpful when everybody's on the same page and moving in the same direction. Yeah. For women listening to this who are juggling family and career, what are a couple of tips that you have for them? What can be helpful to them? I know. I think you'll hear me say the same things over and over in different ways, which is that this is daily work. Everybody wants the ultimate security or the ultimate knowing, like, I'm going to get where I want to go and I'm going to get there at this date. It really doesn't work like that. Like you really need to be in the journey, speaking of mindset, the journey mindset, right? Like I always think about how, I think it was Michael Jordan. He made a statement towards the, you know, the end of his like formal basketball career where he said, the best part of this entire thing was the journey. And Mm -hmm. I would do it all over again if I could. So if we could understand that every day, whether it's the little battles with our kids or the struggle to get on that Zoom call or the ideas that come into our head, but we question like, will I ever be able to do this? It's all part of a collective journey that is shaping that diamond, right? So It's so hard to concentrate on that and enjoy it while you're in the midst of it, right? It's the greatest challenge. So some of the things that I offer so that we can feel a little less anxiety about that is giving ourselves ways to capture our ideas right in the moment, like each day. So I talk to a lot of women that are like, I have this idea. It's this, it's this, it's this, but I don't know what to do with it or when. I'm like, write it down, have a sacred journal, have a document on your computer. I don't care, but write it, write it, write it, because you will actually take 50, at least 50% of your anxiety off your shoulders because the fear is I'm going to forget or whatever. You're not going to forget if you write it down. So there's that. The other piece is that often women feel very depleted. I relate. I often feel depleted myself. We have to continue to nurture ourselves. And as long as we're nurturing ourselves as a creator, we keep certain juices flowing in our brain. You know, if we love dance, I always use myself as an example. Why not? So as you know, Larry, I've always been a mover. I dance, yoga, Mm -hmm. and especially during 2020, it's been hard. It's like I'm moving, I'm working out, but I'm void of certain ways that used to really fuel me, like the community part of it. Well, recently I found a hip hop class for my daughter. And the first time I brought her, I looked up at the schedule and I looked at the studio across the way and I saw that there was an adult hip hop class (laughs) at the same time. And I was like, oh my God, could this be any more perfect? So now we have this new ritual where we both take hip hop Saturdays at 1030. And my mask is on. Everyone's masks are on. We're, you know, in our boxes on the tape on the floor. But I don't care because it has brought me alive again in a way that's very personal to me. And we have to, whatever that is for each one of us, we have to find those little bits. It doesn't take a lot. We don't need our entire day to be all about our dreams. But if we have like a little bit, it keeps us going, keeps us moving forward. So write the ideas down and nurture those parts of you that really need that fuel. And you will see that all is not lost and the journey continues on. I think those are some great tips and I think they're easily enacted. 
immediately. So I think they're really actionable ideas. They're easy and things that listeners can really start implementing today if they want to. So thank you for sharing those. I wanted to talk about for a minute, things are certainly changing for the better and women are seeing more opportunities out in the world in leadership roles, in business. I've talked about it on this show. We've seen even like in sports, NHL, NFL, even you're seeing now women integrated in top corporate positions all the way down to officials on the field at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why do you think that this is so important and where do you think things go from here? We need to see ourselves represented to know what is possible. I think seeing Kamala Harris elected as vice president, for the first time, I felt a real emotional connection. And seeing my children watch a woman of color as they are children of color, it was profound. And it really makes you see that We only know what's possible if we see some form of it, which is why representation is so critical and why even just seeing, I mean, I may notice it more than others, but even on TV shows, seeing love interests of, you know, white and a black person, it's like even just seeing this in more mainstream media, you realize that our inspiration and our belief in what's possible only comes when we see it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I think what we're watching is an old paradigm starting to expire and starting to shift. And I love how you expressed to me earlier, you seek always to bring guests onto the show that aren't just the deliverables of white men. It's so critical and so important. We need to see the perspectives of varied experience. It's the only way it's going to start to become more the mainstream. Well, the funny part is that it is the mainstream. It is, in fact, women and people of color who are rising. It's happening. So let's reflect it in truth with everything we see. And then the two kind of go hand in hand. And are you reflecting that? How is that reflected in your movement? It is reflected in the movement. One, just in being my most authentic self. I've really been opening up about my experience of learning of being, though I'm a, minor, a minority as a Jewish woman, I'm still a white person. And so having the hard, hard reality, but such a necessary one of this past year with so many terrible moments just being thrown right in our faces, we just can't deny that certain things are real anymore. And owning that, that that could be my son, that could be my daughter, that could be my husband. And Taking ownership of that is huge. And I've been really open about that. And I think because I've always been committed through my brand to always incorporate the perspectives of others and always committed to diversity, I'm noticing now years later that people of all backgrounds feel trusted in being in my presence. Mm -hmm. I don't take lightly that a woman of color would want me to be their mentor for their platform for Black women. I take that as the highest affirmation of my commitments and of the work I'm continuing to do. You know, like I'm constantly trying to educate myself and elevate my voice in a multitude of ways. So it's definitely baked into everything that I'm doing. 
That's great. And you taught us a lot today about the going beyond movement. And we end every show by asking our guests the same question. So what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? Ooh, good question. I am going to keep it simple because I think if we've learned anything in 2020, it's that the simple moments mean the most, right? Life was very fast moving and very complicated before this. And I think we've learned to value the beauty of the sweet and simple things. So Mm -hmm. in October, we got a puppy (laughs) (laughs) and we're not the only ones who got the COVID puppy thing, but I was really scared to add more work to my plate, but he has been the most amazing add to my life. And I am so in love with him. And (laughs) so in between a work call and this podcast, I sat on the floor with him and we had a love fest. Okay. And you know what? Those sweet, simple moments in a prior lifetime, I was running around. So I'm learning the beauty of slowing down and holding my puppy and like feeling actually my nervous system sort of calm down. That's great. And it sets me up for a more positive mindset. That's awesome. Yeah, we didn't do the COVID puppy thing, but we did the socialization thing for an organization. So we had three or four puppies at a time, which was cool. But then they had to go away after a couple of weeks. So that's hard. But we got all the benefits of the puppies without the permanency of it, which was great. <laughs> which was great, and we we also expected to start, you know, our boys going back to travel hockey a lot quicker, and yeah. not expecting them to not be playing as long. So that was a lot of the reason. Otherwise, uh, if we knew how long it was going to be, the kids might have ca- talked us into it. But don't tell them, I, uh... even though they're probably listening to this. Well, <laughs> listen, Randy, that's an awesome thing you're doing today to put you in the right mindset. I see how that would definitely do it. If people are looking to learn more about the Going Beyond Movement, we'll have all this information in the show notes. Where do they go to find out more? Yeah, well, super simple. My website is goingbeyondmovement.com. We actually launched a shop, which is fun. We have some really cute merchandise just to like look cute and also share a positive message. But if you're interested in the mentorship work in particular, because we did talk a lot about that today, there is a mentorship tab on the site. And all the information is there and how to make a connection. I'm alive and well on social media as well. So on Instagram, you can find me personally at Randy Zinn. And you can also follow my podcast at going be the going beyond podcast. Oh, and my podcast, you can <laughs> listen everywhere podcasts are. That's the Going Beyond podcast. Did I say that enough? (laughs) I think so. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it'll all be written in the show notes. So if you got a little confused there, it'll all be there laid out for you with uh, hyperlinks to get you right there. But it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for joining us, Randy, and make it a great day. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate being here with you. I want to thank Randy Zinn for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset Show. Randy has created the Going Beyond Movement to provide a community of women who are looking to live their best life. Randy has entrepreneurship in her blood, something that was handed down to her from her dad. She is using this skill to build something she lives every day and share it with others so they can benefit too. Randy can be found across all social media platforms and all the contact information needed to find her can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. 
make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.